Rush sucks. Russia sucks. Oh, it does. Tetris so does that from game. Russia. That game was pretty awful. But you got me thinking about it when we were talking about my uh, my my wife's mother's old Game uh, Boy. Her old Game Boy Prime. Game back Boy. in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> Circa 1990. 89. 89. Holy yes. cow! We all owned one. I don't know if you did. I mean, I that did. would have been you would have been pretty young. I did actually. I did. I did own it. Uh, when they many years later, or did you get it for your birthday that year? Like I did. No, I got it. I think I got it like in 1990. Okay. Or 19, 1991, because it was pretty midway. Because I had heard of it. Yes. I think I probably saw commercials of it. Okay. And I remember always asking for one. And I think on my birthday one year, my mom those, and dad surprised me with the happy, only present I got. Happy children in the commercial, like, oh, this is the greatest graphics I've ever seen. It's green and black. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't know technology went that far. Oh, my God. We were so excited, and we would sit there and play it. And, oh, we, it, and we absolutely did. It raised me for like two years, I'm yeah. pretty sure. What was Mario your favorite game on it? Uh, Super Mario Land? Is that what it was? That's the, the one with Wario, right? I, it was the original one. Okay, that's the one where, where like, Mario's super tiny on of the course, screen. Yes. Okay, and there's like a desert stage. I think one I of think the first so. stages. Okay, yeah, it's Super Mario and Land. My, my parents would you know, visit their gay friends, and you know, Adam had nothing to do while his parents visited their gay friends. And so he Except played for Mario. Mario was my dad. Yeah. And I controlled him, which is the way any <laughs> parent-child relationship, parent relationship should be. Favorite game on the Game Boy? Super Mario Land 2, Aha. six golden coins, Ooh. which is the introduction of Wario. Wario. By then, I had moved on. Yeah. You were a cool kid by I was then. a cool, you know, what, high schooler by that point? Yeah. Nobody was playing Game Boy in high school. No, all, all the cool high schoolers are playing Sega Game Gear. Exactly. Of with which, six batteries. <laughs> my parents wouldn't buy me that one. Well, of course not, because the battery cost alone is oh so astronomical. <laughs> so welcome to the new podcast that we're doing based on video games only. Ah, yes. Mike and I will talk about video games circa 1990 to 1995. Yep. And uh, fuck the music. No, nobody I mean, listens to that. Music's not important. No. 90 to 95. Music means was, nothing to us. Those years were the only years that were important to, to video To be fair, game video industry. games mean just as much to me as music, and video games mean absolutely nothing to Adam right Welcome to the Skinny with Mike and Adam, everybody. This is episode 0142. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, last week's episode. Uh, in fact, last week's episode did really well, and I'm really Ooh, the, I'm really happy to hear that. The Minesweep Tour? The Minesweep Tour, which we will share our thoughts later today. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear that. I personally haven't listened to it yet. Oh, you haven't? But <laughs> it was a brisk 23-minute episode. Uh, but we'll... We, but, I want to take this opportunity right now to thank each and every one of the people we that we talked to last week. You guys were knowledgeable. You guys were excited. You yes. guys made the show that oh much better. And, that, yes. and, and you know, I don't I don't know if anybody's gone back. I don't think so. And, and listened to our other tour episodes that we've done you know, in, in episodes past. But like, there it's it's evident that a lot of people there are just kind of casual fans and they don't really know and they they're still talking to us, which is fine. Right. But like it's 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 so much more fun when we talk to actual fans of the band scene. Very them, much know. so. And even you know a lot like Birds fans, you know yeah. they're, they're hardcore. They're those, pretty those hardcore. Are, you got to be a hardcore fan to be yep. into that band. You have to be pretty hardcore to go to a second billing. Right. Uh, <laughs> a lot like Bird Show. Do a dance Gavin dance side project band. Yes. <laughs> but they they they, they uh, but we'll talk about it more but they rocked the house that night and That was awesome. That was I, pretty I had a good. good time. So what are we talking about today? <laughs> today we are talking about our friends in the melting pot. Let me oh, okay. get this out of the way really quick. So we got our friends uh shit Rick says. No. Nope. We're not talking about Rick anymore. Oh yeah. I'm not talking about him until he puts out an episode. Okay. This so, once every six weeks thing. All right, then. So okay. we're going to do a... Okay, we're only going to plug the episodes that came out this week. Okay. How about that? Generation <laughs> Oddcast. You can find them on The Melting Pod. That show is hosted by our friend and confidant and boss, uh, Dave LeBlanc. Happy can, belated birthday. Happy belated birthday. To the son of Hitler. Yes. And uh, thank you for your service, Dave. <laughs> he hates that. <laughs> I know. It was so awesome. I love, like, another great episode this yeah, week. Yeah, another one. Yeah. They're kind of like three for three, I think, Yeah. the last few episodes, so yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying Gen it. Gen Odd is upping their game, God and damn we're it. all I can tell, better for I it. I think there's fewer substances going on. I think. 
Yeah, they don't sound completely inebriated. Okay. So that's a good thing. Happy to hear that. <laughs> uh, Beards and Booze. You can check out uh, their show over at facebook.com slash Beards and Booze. And each uh, Saturday, you can check out their Twitch streaming sessions where they play tabletop games and get drunk and review said tabletop games and beers that they are consuming. Have you, you been watching the Twitch feeds? I, I don't. I don't have the time to see them live, right. but they are archived, and you can check okay. them out at twitch.tv slash beards underscore and underscore beard. Uh, beard. Booze. That's what it is. <laughs> beards and beards. You can also check them out on, on, I, booze, on iTunes. Mike. Beards and booze. And uh, here's, a, here's a show that uh, is, is our brand new show on the network. Yes, episode and, uh, three. Episode three just came out this past week. Uh, Adam, you are enjoying the show. Oh, my God. I just want to say... Your, uns- your Uncensored Reality. Your Uncensored Reality. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com slash your Uncensored Reality. I just want to say, two out of the three episodes, I've had boners throughout. Ooh. I'm just saying. You got boners talking about circumcision? I'm going to sit here in front of my wife and declare my love for uh, the co-host Magic on Mike? the show. No. <laughs> I'm, oh. pretty, I'm pretty much in love with Anya. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> I'm in slash love with Karen. Her, her voice. <laughs> she has a very sexy voice. Oh, my yeah. God. And to listen to her talk about penises and dildos and... Oh, like I'm, I, I can't sit and listen to it at work. <laughs> it's like such a distraction, but... Yeah. I fucking headphones, love it. man. Headphones. They had to talk about, you know, circumcisions last week. Yeah. So she was talking about penises like all the time. I was like, oh... I'm fucking in love with this. Girl. All right. So if you're ever in the in the West Coast, I mean, you have a circumcised dick. I do. So <laughs> I mean, Anya would like that. I don't think she's the one that demands a ten incher and like a three point six million dollar house. Well, according to acor- according to your uncensored reality, all women do. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> they demand demand at least eight only to ten the inches? best yes okay well i'm, I'm close <laughs> there we go <laughs> on a good day <laughs> on a good day yes so you can check out our we, we have other shows on the network but like i said we're not gonna we're not gonna promote you guys until you put out a new episode so i know what the hell happened to the dead bedouins this week oh they just probably just didn't put an episode out but even when they don't put out a new episode they do a best ofs maybe sandman esquire had a very difficult case this past perhaps, week and perhaps. didn't have time to do any <laughs> podcasting uh so let's get let's get on with the show let's get on with the feed All right, man. So uh, this is a, a pretty interesting interview that one Scott Weiland gave uh, oh to uh, About.com. This will probably be our last time I think I'm going to say anything about Scott Weiland. Okay. I think until, I'm done. Until he talks about some stu- other stupid bullshit that I, he's involved with. I'm not going to talk about him on the <laughs> show. I'm not going to waste time. Like, I'm wasting time now. Like, we're wasting... Well, let's, let's waste a little bit more of your time and the listener's time. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> a few weeks ago... We talked about a, a new band, uh, kind of a supergroup that he was uh, involved with, called Art of Anarchy. Right. Now, I remember when we talked about it, you said you weren't really interested in listening to them. It featured members of the current Guns N' Roses lineup, yes. including Ron Bumblefoot Thal, uh-huh. as well as, I think, either a guitar player or bass player from Disturbed. That's correct. Um, and I don't know where the other people were from. But it was supposed to be being billed as the next supergroup. Yes, and then they released a new. They released like a you know the first song during the announcement, and I thought it was like this is generic, generic. as fuck. But anyway, I don't uh, even remember. It's been a long time. Well, even Scott Weiland has some choice words about the band Art of Anarchy, calling it a scam from the beginning. Right. Ooh, but. That didn't make much sense the more you read the article. Yeah, so it, it, there's some excerpts from the article, uh, uh, Scott Weiland goes on to say, you know, the drama started in January when, at, when Art of Anarchy issued a press release implying that Weiland was a full-fledged member of the band. And, uh, and a press photo, remember? There was yes, a press photo with him. Which was also generic in the middle as of fuck. It. Yeah. Uh, Weiland anyway. posted a statement on Facebook uh, explaining that he had a, a lot of fun contributing to the side project, yes. uh, but he was not an actual member. And when they actually found their front man... Uh, when they find their frontman to hit the road and play some dates, check them out. So you right from the beginning, I guess Scott Weiland was just filling in. I guess he said that they sent him tracks. He yes. sent them back his vocals over them, and all of a sudden they were like, "All right, we got a new band with Scott Weiland," and he never really had signed on to be in this band. Yeah. So uh, so the singer's tone has shifted from passive aggressive to full on annoyed. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could say I was surprised by the press re- by the press release, which. I guess that's implying he had nothing to do with the press release. Right. Uh, but I wasn't surprised. Uh, w- uh, I was paid to do the album, but uh, they were an unsigned band, and uh, and they're an, uh, and they're still an unsigned band to this day. Uh, hey, if they're going to put that out on the internet 
And as fate would have it, they don't even have a lead singer. <laughs> I'm not worried about taking away any thunder from uh, from his current band, Scott Weiland and the Wild Wildabouts. Yes. So uh, this sounds like a corporate machine uh, band that yes. has, with, which, which is la- that lacks any sort of passion or. But still has an album coming out in June. I yes. Think, right. I don't get it. This sounds like this sounds like a, a this sounds like a a management level. Like, hey, you know what's gonna make us some money? Let's get let's get those cats from Disturbed and, yeah. and Scott Weiland and Guns N' Roses. Because that's what the kids are into. Still, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. So, it, it, I mean, I I think that's probably where the generic sound and the generic appearance kind of yes. just comes from. Because it's it seems like it was just a paint by numbers kind of. Well, let's make a band, I guess. Might as well. What's Scott Got Weiland nothing. doing? Uh, the Wildabouts. Being busy with the Wildabouts yeah. and killing his guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> Come you on, can't, man. You I'll give you that. the best drugs. Just somebody's <laughs> got to do drugs with me. <laughs> oh, crap. He died. <laughs> so are we Are we interested in, in listening to any more uh, Art of Anarchy when like that comes out? It's like that weird Dave Grohl, Corey Taylor, massive oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck ton of people band. I still forgot the name of that it's band like, already. You, you, almost, you almost feel like you have to listen to it just to figure it out, but... I'll probably end up hating it. I'm Just sure. to be a part of that mess. I guess. <laughs> so well, one thing I hope will not be a mess is this next album that got announced this past yee, week. Yee, uh, this band, this next band, yee, their last album yee. came out in 1998. The name of that album oh, yes. is The Shape of Punk to Come. Right. Legendary post-hardcore slash punk band Refused yes. have Ooh. announced this past week that they're going to be releasing finally new music in their first al- and their new album's coming out. Uh, it's very soon, in June 29th. Which is very strange, because I first was introduced to Refuse by watching the Jimmy Fallon show. Yes, they did have a reunion. Late Night, yeah. on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. They had a reunion a couple years ago, and everyone thought, oh, they're going to have new music. That's right. fucking rad. But no, they just kind of re- did a reunion, and just, they started, started playing like festivals and stuff, playing right. their old music. And but then Adam got excited because he heard the one song on Jimmy Fallon, yes, and proceeded, proceeded to dislike every other song that they had ever done <laughs> over the three albums. And I did, did give you their discography and you were not very impressed. It was long and, I don't know, it was like half Swedish, right? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Um, I'm definitely excited. I'm a huge fan of that album, The Shape of Punk to Come. The Shape of Punk to Come. Uh, and they released a new song from their upcoming album called Freedom, again on June 29th. The song's called Electra from Daredevil. I, I don't know. I, would, I will <laughs> promise you by next week I will have re-listened to all three of those albums and I will give you yet another review. Okay. Just so I can let you know if I still hate it or not. Okay. okay. Spoiler alert, you probably will. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but I'm so excited about that. It, it's good to have uh, you know, a band that uh, helps shape current, the current hardcore and scenes, scene music scene today. And then Come back and really, re- you know, release some new music. You know, they walked away from the scene before it took off. Yeah, they did because that band Thursday was getting going. Probably Thursday was a band that was born because of bands like Refused and right. Fugazi and you know Deho and Thrice, Thrice also. also. Yeah, yeah, they they yeah. they came out at the same time, and you know they helped inspire bands that are going on till today. So you know it's it's, it's a nice little pecking order, mm-hmm. and it's good to see a band like Refused back, and uh, we'll get some new music from them very too very soon. They're so, not. next story is a story that Adam uh, shared with me this past week. Apparently, a study has been done with, uh, what's <laughs> the name of this uh, website? Uh, Skynet and Ebert, which is a weird website. I thought uh, I read this on The Onion. But it, it was, but it was actually <laughs> okay. shared on the AV Club. Oh, yes. Their sister <laughs> network. Yeah. So, uh, it's actually real news. <laughs> yeah. So, um, apparently, there was a study done, an online study with uh, U.S. Spotify users right. that apparently stated... Uh, the, the, after, after after the study was concluded, it, it, it stated that men over the age of 33... Men, not not women? Not women, just wow. men. Okay. Over the age of 33, on average, stop discovering new music and begin the official march to the grave. <laughs> I only have 70 years left. I better not <laughs> fill it with any new music. So according to this study, uh, they reached the conclusion by tracking... Artist popularity based on uh, the you know age demographics, right. and they say around age thirty three, people just get comfortable with their music taste and don't even start listening to new music. So, Adam, what the hell are you doing on this show? I'm, here I am at age eighty five. Yes, I've been listening. You look great for eighty five, <laughs> by the way. I've been listening to mu- new music really only since two thousand eight. <laughs> yeah, 
So, I'm a little bit at the opposite end of the demographic. Yeah, to be fair, that's seven years. That's a I long know, time of listening to music. But I had to go backwards and realize everything I had missed from oh, yeah. like 1998 through 2008. And if you're a long-time listener of the show, you can attest to this. Adam's done a fantastic job catching God, up with all of these great bands and listening to new stuff at the same time. Man, it's been tough. I wanted to kill myself on a few occasions. <laughs> but I have to somewhat agree with okay. this because... I do have moments in my mind where I'm like, I don't want to try anything new. Sure. <laughs> but I'm always, but I always second guess myself by Push saying yourself and the last time I, you know, like there's been so many times where I've said that and then I've listened to a new band that I've fallen in love with. Like, yeah. I could have said that about Gaslight Anthem or. Could have said Amity that about Fiction. the Menzingers. Or the Menzingers. Of course. I could have been like, Psh, let live and, and the Menzingers. I better, well, might as well not go to that Taking Back Sunday right. show and never introduce myself to those bands. Even though yeah. it was from a while ago. But yeah, I've I've experienced more excitement by listening to new music than I would have ever gathered in my life if I had stopped where I was in two thousand five. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Which was only listening to music that came before nineteen ninety seven. <laughs> Which was, you know, the you know, music's prime and is never <laughs> right. Nothing was better than Nope than and the never 80s will and be. early nineties. As soon as but, Soundgarden went out of play in 97 yep. <laughs> music stopped <laughs> yeah you know we, we we're, we're, we're constantly preaching uh the fact that people should always go out there and regardless of your age or music taste you should always go out there and search out the new and ex- new exciting thing because you never know what your new favorite right. band is going to be regardless of jobs kids yeah. mortgages breakups divorces alimony payments yeah um tri- court dates yes for attempted murder uh-huh. um no matter what keep on Reaching for the skis. Reach on for the... And, and, and the article also goes on to say the people who discover new music at uh, the most, people in their late teens and early 20s. Right. Of because course. they have nothing but free time on their hands. Exactly. And their parents are paying their way and... Yeah. They're done with high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to get laid. So they're trying to find out ah, yeah. what the hot chicks are listening to. Mm-hmm. So let's, mm, let's check in boy. with one of those right now. What are you listening to? Well, there you go. 50 Cent. <laughs> 50 Cent. Hot chicks are listening to 50 Cent because it's... I'm through a rap phase, and I'm also listening to Dr. Dre and my man Eminem. So that's how are you, are you enjoying that? Oh, I am and She's really not even it. 33 yet. Let me bring up my Spotify. It's a <laughs> trademark. Actually, yes. That would be great because we're, we're, we're talking about an article which uses Spotify data. So what are you listening to on Spotify now? On my list right now would be I'm trying to remember his last name his name is Emil it looks like Emily but it's Emil. not e- Emil Emil Bonifacio <laughs> dang it let me I don't know who that is but Emil my wife listens to hipster cocktail party oh on Pandora it's, so long. it's like Emil Hacks or whatever Hacks there's nothing live. new on there Emil the rapper. Emil no, wait, the rapper. Oh no, this isn't rap though. <laughs> this Emil Haney. Ooh, that's Emil new. Emil Haney. Yeah, E M I L E H A Y N I E. I've never heard of him. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He has um, this new album out called Spotify Work. Uh, <laughs> we Fall. We Fall is the name of the album, and he has some. Uh, songs that he did with Lana Del Rey and Rufus Wainwright Ooh. and a few other people. I think if you're um, into Inter Shikari, you'd probably be into this Emil character. Yeah. Yes. And then also, I, this is probably old news, but Purity Ring, <laughs> they came out with a new album. Do you not like Purity Ring? I, d- like I, I don't even know who they are. <laughs> Purity Ring is super awesome. Are they pop punk? I think they're like a pop punk band. I don't know what they call them. Punk? They have like, they, like sub pop kind of? Ooh. Sub pop. I know that but, lady. But um, you should play some songs. <laughs> Let me bring up the name of their new album. It's so good. Okay. Um, we'll get back to you once you got that. I know your, your, I know your phone's late. Ring. Another Eternity's name of song? Okay, cool. Girl so if you want to if you want to meet hot chicks, you check out Purity, Purity Ring, Ring and Emilia Haney. Haney. Emil Haney. And listen okay. to Saya. Cause and 50 Cent, of course. 50 Cent. The classics. Fi- Fifty cents, half a dollar. I listened to half a dollar. Did he change it to F I D D Y? It's fitty. You can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. 
uh, into sex, not into making love. Is that a real 50 Cent song? If you're into getting rubbed. Is that a real song? 2002, into club. Oh, I didn't know that. 50 Cent. I don't know that. I don't listen to 50. (laughs) I don't listen to 50 Cent's. No, I don't. I'm locked away in my underneath. Man to go to Mars? Seriously, that was that was like number one on the charts for in 2002. Yeah, like your entire freshman school year, probably. But you were getting. Well, I was, in in, I was also getting beat up in 2002. (laughs) Also listening to Sum 41, Lincoln Park, and uh, and who else was I listening to? Oh, um, New Found Glory. And Blink-182. And Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So All right. Let's, uh, go back. Back to the show. Oh. Listening to lately, but I don't know if he um, has a... He's not going to have an album. I don't. I think it's like his first song ever, at least released on Spotify. But it's called Do You Remember by Jared James. It's pretty good. I thought you were going to say by Michael Jackson. By Jared... 1991. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember... <laughs> <laughs> we, we used to say, Jamonia fell in love with this girl. <laughs> Said you're a small child, Trouble yeah. By Nicki Minaj. Ooh, Isn't Anaconda. Isn't that a uh, slang term for like yeah. mud butt or something? Yeah. It's just Urban Dictionary it. And, and then really look up the lyrics for that song Truffle Butter. Ooh. She does have a big booty. It's probably hard to clean at all. Oh my God. So yeah, so so Min- so Nicki Minaj has mud butt. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Cool. <laughs> all right. So let's go all ahead right. and move on to the next uh, topic. Here's a kind of a bizarre thing. We got a bizarre team up between two polar opposites. We got Ooh, polar bears. Uh, we got uh, Andrew WK Ooh. of the band Andrew WK. Yes. And <laughs> he's going to be apparently he's going to be starting a radio show on Glenn Beck's network. Right. Uh, Glenn Black's network called The Blaze, which he started a couple years ago to spout uh, xenophobic and homophobic hey, stuff. He came out about his his grandfather raping his mother and his sisters. So that's why he's a xenophobic exactly. homophobe? Okay. Because they didn't have Jesus. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that makes perfect sense, I guess. <laughs> uh, so the show is going to be called America WK. It's going to be debuting... Uh, Actually, this past Saturday, uh, May second, you, if you if you get the Blaze Network, which I think is on like Sirius or XM Radio or something, uh, then you can uh, go check out his, his his bizarre ramblings. You think uh, it's on my Roku? Probably, you could probably check it probably out. Probably stay far away from that. <laughs> it's still, uh, I mean, uh, uh, you know, both both Andrew WK and Glenn Beck are excited about this odd partnership. Also, I think because they have such differing. Uh, Views. So I think just mm. they, they just want to argue with each other and get those political ratings. <laughs> well, I haven't followed Andrew WK since you know 2001 when he mm-hmm. had two songs. Yes, let's, let's get a party, get a party started. started. Party all the time. Or yeah, I don't know what it was. Also, party part three. Ooh. Um, <laughs> this party is still going on. Why are you guys still here, <laughs> guys? Uh, I need to go to work. Seriously, <laughs> get out. I'm gonna get fired soon <laughs> if I don't stop partying. <laughs> And also, who stole all my milk? <laughs> Glenn Beck. <laughs> Glenn Beck. <laughs> Are you interested in listening to America WK? I, you know me in politics. He's quite a, polit- a political kind of guy. I mean, I've I've seen clips of Andrew WK like on like Fox and Friends and mm. uh, you know odd talking head political shows. Uh, so he's he's very much politically minded. I don't know what the the topics of these radio shows are going to be. I'm sure it's the. The topics of the day, such as the riots and whatnot. Oh yeah, you know. And what? Well, what does Andrew exist? No, it doesn't. The what, end. What does Andrew WK think about the riots in Baltimore? <laughs> Let's go to our correspondent on the street, Andrew WK. We're about to party here on the streets, <laughs> Glenn. As you can tell from the as you can tell from the footage behind me, everyone's here to party. Everyone's partying with Molotovs. Everyone's partying with the looting. You know what I want to say is that get your kids into sports. Because if you ever notice in a riot when people are throwing rocks, nobody, everybody throws wimpy hands. Everybody throws like a girl. Yeah, everyone. I want you to know that. So if you raise your kids right and get them to throw like men, then they are less prone to rioting. And we could take them more seriously. We take their views a lot more seriously. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, really quick, the last topic in the feed, I just wanted to uh, let you guys know that Senses Fail has released the second single. Off of their uh, brand new album, which will be coming out June thirtieth, was interesting. Of a you, song, the, the song. Okay, yeah. what did you think of the song? I thought it was 
I don't know. It was two minutes it again, was, just uh, like again, the last two and a half minutes. Yes. Yeah. I didn't watch the video because I hate videos. Yeah, it's but, a dumb video. Don't okay, need to watch good. it. Um, <laughs> I wasn't feeling it. Okay. But, you know, first listen. I'm not going to judge too harshly. True. Um, I wasn't. And we really don't know. We don't know the context of the full album as well. Right. Which, based on the second single, just like the first one, is I'm going to call it uplifting punk, <laughs> positive punk. If you have a penis and you want a vagina punk. Yes. <laughs> Trans punk. Trans punk. There you go. Oh, Buddy Nielsen starting so the, a new uh, genre. There you go. Uh, the name of the song is The Importance of the Moment of Death. This is the follow-up uh, to their song from a couple months ago called All You Need Is Already Within You. Well, which, the importance of the moment of death, it just makes sense. Yeah. You still excited for a generic pop punk title track yeah. here <laughs> but i'm By excited for it because renaissance was a good album and yes. i think this band still has some potential it because still has it they're pushing 30 so yeah. they're getting there and that's what that's when you start writing great music right because yeah. they don't want to listen to new music anymore that's right so yeah they're almost 30 i'm pretty sure they're past 33 so they don't listen to any well, new music you know, other than their own because thrice is you know dustin kendrew is a month younger than me yes and he's only playing old stuff right now i know I would imagine what, with Thrice. What a punk. I know. We'll talk more about his solo album later. Oh. <laughs> but for now, uh, you know, I, like, like, like we mentioned in the beginning of the show, I wanted to uh, thank you guys for, li- if, you, if, you're, if your first episode was last week and you were listening to it again this week, I want to thank you guys. But because of last week's episode, we're going to share our thoughts on the Mind Sweep Tour on the plate. Wondering, those are uh, two very attractive young ladies in the background of our podcast today. Mm. One is uh, my one wife. is a, and the other is a porn star. The other is a porn star who has a very interesting Spotify list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there are two favorite women in the world, mm. aren't they? I want to wife one of them. I want to wife one. Of them. <laughs> Either of them, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have wife one of them. Uh, anyway, so uh, last week we went to the Minesweep tour. Oh, oh not last week. Two weeks ago. Uh, two Fridays ago. Uh, we went to the Minesweep yes. tour over in uh, San Diego at Soma. That was very interesting because I had a weird connection with Soma because I thought that it was the sports arena. Uh-huh. But the sports arena is just a mere parking lot walk yes. across. And I, it, I basically feel like I grew up at the sports arena in San yes. Diego. Because but little did you know, much better music was being played. Exactly, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> right, Why wasn't my right dad taking street. me to Soma yeah. instead of to indoor soccer games in the 80s? <laughs> yep. I could have been listening to all sorts of bands like, I don't know, who was underground in the 80s? Newfound uh, Glory. In the 80s? Whoa. <laughs> oh, in, in the 80s? 1988 oh, um, circa. <laughs> oh, shit. Who was, who was like punk back then? I don't know. Black Flag. Sure. And Refuse. Refuse. No, no oh. Refuse is mid-90s. <laughs> okay. But, but anyway, who knows? Yeah, old people, good. please comment below who the punk bands were. Blink the, 182 the hadn't even started yet. No, they were so. probably not even born. I know. Oh, they were born. Okay, uh, so anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah, we went to Soma two Fridays ago. We saw uh, Enter Shikari, who played the, the headlining that night. See, and preceded by uh, Straight from the Path, who we'll who talk we about. We did not see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. Uh, preceded by A Lot Like Birds, and nice. opening the show uh, for that night was I the Mighty. Right. Now, what are your what are, what were your thoughts of I well, the Mighty's live show? I really enjoyed them quite a bit. Um, of course, I still had my my leg energy at the beginning of the night, as yes. opposed to later in the evening. <laughs> um, so I was very much enjoying their set. I thought they sounded great. Mm-hmm. I thought the lead singer was really short really but other than and that, a really <laughs> a boisterous voice too yes. just like it comes off just like it comes off in the studio albums i was really impressed i was very impressed by them overall and it's great to finally see a band that like you really only associate the lead singer with the band when you listen to them over yes. and over again so to see the entire band and be like hey Asian guitar player, awesome. <laughs> and as we've and established dude with on dreads sh- on drums, <laughs> as we've established, Adam loves Asians in bands. I love Asians. In <laughs> if you got an Asian, I'm on board. Yeah, <laughs> except if you're O brother, just well, write better music. I guess I'm not, I was on board with them initially. You were, but then their second album kind of sucked. Well, that wasn't their fault. Wait, no, yes, it was. <laughs> it was the Asians in the band. That was their fault. <laughs> so I'm, I'm ex- I was excited. They did a great job. It was a pretty good sized set for being the opener. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Maybe really thirty good. minutes. Yeah, which is why I like uh, shows that have like three or four bands in pretty the much. in the lineup because it gives equal 
it gives equal time for each band because if you get if you get like concerts like we've been to like late last year where there's like six bands and like the Rise Records tour, right. you get like oh this is three songs okay bye <laughs> yeah, so that worked out really well. Um, they played you know majority of the songs I liked yeah I I, I think those were some of my favorites of theirs and they, they ended played. and they ended it with like probably their most popular song from their Karma Never Sleeps EP which will this will probably be the last time they play anything off of the EP I would probably. imagine but they'll probably play that song I mean that, that's yeah. like that's like as soon their as the song. new album drops they're gonna incorporate a lot more oh, yeah. new songs into their set new album comes out June, June 2nd I think something like that yeah so we can go see them over here in Riverside on May 14th oh yeah we still haven't decided that yet stick huh? with A Lot Like Birds yeah so speaking of A Lot Like Birds yeah. what did you think of their set I was underwhelmed at the beginning mm. but obviously they were having some sort of technical difficulties yes because um, the entire band ended up on stage testing testing one two yes. three testing ding dong ding dong <laughs> and I you know don't care for that so much yeah um, <laughs> sound check should happen prior to uh, the, the show and there's a lot of people in that band there are six people in that six band. members on a tiny stage yes That's two lead singers two guitarists a bassist and a drummer right that took up a lot of room <laughs> um, but after they got their kinks out there at yeah. the beginning um, the, the second half of the set I thought was great yeah I like the the, the perm the perm screamer vocalist. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the perm screamer I thought Kurt Travis sounded great He's a short little guy, too. He is. They're all little Napoleon complex guys. I was just you like, know? your fucking solo album You're is adorable. cool, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the guitar players, I thought, were great. Yeah. They did a lot of crowd surfing and such. Oh, yeah. The one guy was trying to stand on uh, the, the crowd's hands, but it, it didn't, didn't, didn't work out. Well. No. You need to get a Yeah, a lack of balance. I know. Damn, it's San Diego. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. What was your take on A Lot Like Birds? Such- a Lot Like Birds had a lot of energy. Fortunately, I don't think the the, the audience was feeling it that much because, as you, as as you remember, in uh during at least the people we interviewed, like one person was there to see yes. a lot of birds, and the rest had no idea who any other there band members were. There were several people that ended up on stage who were yeah. singing along with the band. Yeah, but that's true. You, that's more the second half, though. Like you for mentioned, for a second there, you think that they're just in the band because there's <laughs> like even more people on stage. It's like, oh wait a minute, <laughs> that must be the the keyboardist, right, or the lighting guy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that yeah, I, I was impressed by them. Yeah, yeah. Our friend uh, who 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 attended the show with us, Mark, uh, he seemed to enjoy that band as well. I know. He, he likes weird experimental kind of. He's, he's more of a tool. Yeah, guy. so he likes those kind of weird math rocky, uh, odd, yes. odd time signature kind of bands. Mm-hmm. Of which that band is one. And thank you to our new friend who we interviewed. I forgot his name. The, oh, the guy who was there to see a lot. The like guy birds? who was there yeah. to see a lot like birds who with the hands like houses shirt. Did he have the hands like houses? Yeah, shirt? Oh, it was crap. the album art yeah, of their right. latest album. Um, but he was nice enough to give us the concept behind the No Place album. Ah, yes. Of yeah. which Mike and I were like, did you know there was a concept behind that album? Nope. Nope, we didn't. <laughs> like, we should probably fuck. listen to it again and, and, re- and, and see, we, see if it's any better than we know the concept. I listened to it several times leading up to that show, and I never caught a concept. Yeah, me neither. I wasn't yeah. really looking for one, I guess. <laughs> so it's good to know. We have a new perspective on the album. So definitely, th- thank definitely. you, friend. Good guy. And also... He was a tall Asian guy. He was. I like I like my Asians tall. You like your Asians tall? Because that yeah. way you like me very much. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> I totally realized that by the end. I was like, this is this is basically Mike 2.0. Oh, okay. This guy. Nice. So that, that, it worked out well. He's like double Asian Mike. I know because he was like into all the same bands as you. Yeah. yeah. You know, just to, just yeah. And and he knew he and he knew a lot about the dance game and dance. Exactly. Which is a great way to get into my heart. I know. Yeah. If you want Mike's anything. Listen you, to dance you, just talk, you just talk some DGD with me? Man, I, I am wetter. All those I am wetter chicks, than a swimming pool. All those chicks that were on your uncensored reality. Yes. We got a single man over here in California. <laughs> He's got everything you need. Yes. But you have to listen to those bands. Uh, exactly. Band first. I don't have a 10-inch dick. Well, I was telling them you did. They can oh. figure that out later. Oh. Oh. Duh. Yeah. Trying to get them out here first. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, A Lot Like Birds rocked the house. And uh, I don't think there was any other band that played after A Lot Like no, Birds, that was Adam. It. That, that was, was it. it. We decided nope. to... There was a 20-minute intermission <laughs> yes. because we decided uh, after the uh, uh, A Lot Like Birds set, we weren't going to see a straight from the path. We decided to go hang out in the lobby for 20 minutes. and I, uh, I enjoyed two tracks of their last four albums. Yes. And I Not knew a that good crowd track would be pretty fucking wild. They and they were. We we were sitting in the lobby and we yes. saw like two or three people come out with like head wounds. Yes. Ripped, ripped shirts. Up shirts. Yeah. <laughs> so we were And these were like the bro kind of guys. These were like right. big kind of 
these are the guys that bullied me back when 2002 <laughs> when I was listening to Sum 41. Why don't you listen to Straight from the Path? <laughs> they this just is exactly released their first I was bullied. album. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I had a good time just sitting out there and hanging out with Mark and giving you a rundown of my life and all of the boobs that were coming into my oh, week. Oh, yeah. You had a lot of boobs that week. There was a lot of boobs that week. <laughs> um, but we were looking at all the, the, the posters. Oh, yeah. The there's like posters of the bands that, that you know have been through Soma in the right. past decade or trying, so trying to figure out what year all of these ones were from yeah. like when what was it for today was headlining oh yeah yeah with was it census fail that was something like that bill? yeah so and there uh, was also a poster uh where fallout boy was second bill to like yellow card oh that's or something. right so yeah. that must have been like 2003 <laughs> or something that was a and long time ago pierce the veil sleeping with sirens everywhere <laughs> oh yeah because yeah they're from they're well pierce the veil is from san diego right uh and they're and they're bffs no sleeping with sirens right so, um, yeah, had a good time just hanging out there and saving our legs for yep. uh, the main event. Mm-hmm, which was Enter Shikari. Now, uh, you mentioned uh, in our pre-interview that uh, they, were the, they were the band you were most excited to see that night. Oh, my God. I was very excited to see them. And I was so impressed with their set. Yeah. You know? And impressed with the crowd's energy. Oh, yeah, For man. the whole freaking... How long did they play? Hour and a half, maybe? Something like that, yeah. It seemed like a long time. <laughs> but I've, there's plenty of songs I would have liked to still hear. Yeah. But the fact that the crowd was still so wild by oh, the Oh, yeah, end, man. Holy it, fuck. It's, I think it's the nature of the music that they play, too, because they kind of play, like, dance music, trance music, yes. incorporated with, like, electronic hardcore. Right. With Cockney vocals, a little British bit of hip-hop. Yes. Yeah, a little bit of hip-hop sprinkled in here and there. I it's a very, very interesting sound. All of the band members were into it. Like, they all oh, yeah, got then. down. We're, we're used to kind of seeing bands where the lead singer does this thing and the yeah. rest of the band doesn't move nearly as much. Right. But I was impressed with the bass player's kind of crazy trance, oh, yeah, man. trance dancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, was, I think the guitarist of Enter Shikar was also trying to do some crowd walking. Also right. did not work out so well. I've been making fun of the bass player's vocals from Inter Shikari for yeah. a long time because he's so proper in British all the time. <laughs> no, <laughs> I establish uh, order. Right. And so I wasn't expecting him to be... Like, I always just imagined John Cleese from okay. old Monty Python <laughs> when I would hear on him. On bass. John <laughs> exactly. Cleese on bass. So the fact that he was, you know, a dude in his 20s. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, he's a young guy still, right? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe pushing thirty, but still. Um, but yeah, he fucking got down for being so proper and with his singing. It was oh like, yeah, man. Oh, they taught me how to sing at Cambridge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was in the acapella group before I entered my trance call band. <laughs> <laughs> so, were there any songs from Enter Shikari that they did not play that you were expecting them to play? I love that they played the stuff from Rat Race, by the way. Oh yeah, they did. I was really be ready for the Paddington Frisk, and I was like, fuck yeah. 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 <laughs> um, what did I still want to hear? Uh, I can't remember anything i think labyrinth from the first album ah, yes i really like that great song. song yeah it's i was kind of expecting them to go into that one towards the end but still i was surprised by how many people were introduced to that band mm-hmm. from sorry you're not a winner i yeah. guess that w- was that like one of their first singles maybe well, i was I, first yeah. introduced when a flash flood of kalur right. uh, first came out in, in 2012 11 11 yeah that album first came started coming out and started making the rounds that's when i first heard of them so since I'm all-knowing and all-seeing, I assumed right. that everyone else in this country <laughs> uh, also heard... Exactly. Heard, we had a couple of people who learned, who learned of them from that album. But right. uh, yeah, I, they've had some longtime fans, and I'm really excited to hear that. So, Sorry You're Not a Winner is a great song. It is. It definitely is not one of my favorite songs from them. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm surprised that it drew so many people in. I was really disappointed that uh, one of my favorite songs, System and also Slash Meltdown, which is the intro meltdown, and meltdown, yeah meltdown, that one yeah system meltdown oh it's such a good man that that, that would have erupted the entire uh, I think so but they had plenty of other songs that oh do yeah similar breakdowns exactly yeah yeah not too bad one of my that was one of my favorite tracks and then I wanted them to at least because it has so much energy and it's got like the lyri- lyrically it's so passionate too and it, it, there's a there's a there's a line in the verse it's literally fuck all borders fuck all boundaries fuck right. all flags and fuck nationalities yeah. you I, I i know you lost your shit when the yabba dabba song which i can oh, never remember the name <laughs> gandhi mate gandhi that's right 
I was telling, I, I, I was telling, I was telling uh, our friend Mark, who also never, he, he never heard of any of these bands. He just wanted to uh, join us in the show because they didn't keep, you know, because he missed us. Yes. But uh, yeah, I was telling him about <laughs> that song. And he was tickets right before they sold out. He did, yeah, yeah. And, and he, I was telling him about the Yabba Dabba Doo song, and he <laughs> right. was really excited to hear it. Right. And, <laughs> and, it when was... he, and when he finally said it, I looked into his face. and He had this giant shit-eating grin on his on, on, his, <laughs> on his face. I can't believe they stole an American reference. I know for their British. That, that belongs to us, Rue Reynolds. To us in the 1960s or something. <laughs> <laughs> John Goodman, 1994. Absolutely. <laughs> Is there anything about the Minesweep tour that disappointed you, or did you did not like? Uh, blah 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 blah. Not really. Except for the you know fat guy that just started <laughs> jumping next to me, oh, stomping on every, my foot three times. Every show out has of nowhere. Them. Every then, show <laughs> has that idiot. Yeah, and he was. I don't know what the fuck. Like the the mosh pit was going on. I think the security creating the mosh pit for them. I think that's a that cool idea. Seemed to work out well, yeah. oddly enough. I've never it, been it, to it, a show. Yeah, that I don't. I, I, I've never. I've never been to like a lot of different other venues, but at, at least at Soma. There's a there's a mosh team. Yeah. There's security guards. There's like two security, or three security guards. Like I think. big one big giant Samoan guy. Right. Right. <laughs> who 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 regulates and uh and takes care of the mosh pit and they kind of they kind of regulate it to like one part of the state or of the stage. Right. So that you know people who don't want to mosh can clearly stay away from it. And right. Except if you're a big old fat bro guy right. and you want to you know, make your own. Twenty feet from the mosh pit, but just starts jumping out of nowhere. Yeah. Landing on my foot three times. <laughs> it wasn't even like an exciting part of the song <laughs> no i know he was probably just drunk and then the guy in front of me ended up pushing that dude violently towards and the he, pit and of course when an and idiot of course like, he like boomeranged back yes. right to us again <laughs> because when that when that happens that naturally goes on in their head like oh you're participating right let me mosh with you again friend <laughs> you are my new friend and i like you <laughs> even though i'm fat and bald and have glasses <laughs> yes i'm going to injure you now <laughs> So Mike and I were back in the thirty and over section, something like that. Because like, <laughs> we, we uh, can you guys keep it down? I figured, You're ruining it for the rest of us. I told Mike when we went to a show back in November with the word alive, and I stayed up there in the jumping part of the crowd. Yes, like, you were I, pretty close. I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> this is not for me for an hour and a half. I just can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but I I thought it was fine. Yeah, one 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 thing I want to review for the actual Soma uh, venue. Is that if you're of a certain height, uh, you might want to not stand in the middle of the uh, where, where the crowd is because you will be blinded, right? By the there stage was lights. A that, hard time with the lighting going on. Uh, <laughs> they had like party lights, and yes. if you're of a certain height, standing yes. in a certain part of the venue, you will have a seizure. If you're lucky enough to have somebody of similar height to you standing in front of you and slightly to the right, yeah, that that helps. Then I was I was good for the whole night. I just kind of like kept behind that dude's shadow. We specifically had to move to a different part of the venue <laughs> in know. order to avoid that light, and it worked out great. But then but then Enter Shikari came on and we got roughly where we first started, mm-hmm. and then the light started bothering me again. I'm like, ah, Enter Shikari's on. That place is a fucking dive, though. It is. My God. You but, can in tell good, it, but in the best way. But in way. that weird way, like the whiskey. Yeah. You, know, you can tell it's been there forever. And you can tell it has some like history. Cleaning. Who needs to clean things? We don't <laughs> clean the sweat here. This I place know. is legendary. Like when we were over by the wall uh, in between sets, and like I pulled myself up to... Um, on that crusty-ass curtain. And there was that curtain that looked like it had been on fire <laughs> <laughs> and kind of felt like it had been on fire at some point. It was crusty as and there fuck. And there was something I thought was a handrail, but when I reached down, it was just sticky and... and oh. And it was like sticky pebbles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> mental note, don't put hand near face. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, even though it was a very long drive for us, I very much enjoyed uh, our, our time there. And uh, you know, also personal life wise, help get my mind off the things that I'm going through right now. So, God damn it. Uh, it was you a great show. Goddamn personal life. I know. We gotta get. We gotta get. We gotta do something about that. We gotta that. get you a personal life. I know. I I, I need <laughs> one so bad. Oh man, my penis is so lonely. Anyway, <laughs> enough about me. So yeah, the the Enter Shikari Minesweet tour was His awesome. ten inch penis, ladies in Massachusetts. Mm. <laughs> ten inch penis and millions in the bank. <laughs> oh yes, it's been accumulating. Right. I have no sex drive. Anyway, <laughs> we met some awesome people in line. Uh, oh again, God. thank you guys to uh, who, who made last week's episode such a success. I hope you guys will continue to listen to our show because I feel like we're the only podcast talking about the current music scene. I think we are. Yep. And, and for those of you guys who did get interviewed by us, remember that there have been a handful of people we've asked 
to interview at shows past who have declined us. Yeah. Like they've totally said either I'm straight, bro. I'm straight, bro. And whatever that means. Or they <laughs> It means he's not gay. Were so girl. embarrassed that they're just like, no, no, no. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's, but it's fun to talk about this kind of stuff because, they, you know, I, I don't think I don't, I don't want, I hate like bragging or something, but there's, there, there really isn't. I've done the research. There really isn't a lot of music outlets talking about the current music scene. So I, I fans like, need to be heard. Yeah, you exactly. need to tell us what, you know, get your favorite album out there. Why you're into these bands? Because these bands aren't popular. Nope. For some reason. They should be. is not as popular as I thought. Because they, they aren't signed to Warner Brothers and Six, Warner Brothers didn't uh, tell the mainstream to like this band. <laughs> Number hundred and. What, what was it that the one sixty six on the U S billboards? That is terrible. Yeah, that's a huge disappointment. <laughs> well, they peaked at number one in the U K, which I think is the uh, is the metric that they're most excited for. All six hundred and seventy eight thousand likes come yes, from the U K. Exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you, the U K is a big place. <laughs> man, that is so sad. All right, man. So yeah, that was our thoughts on the Minesweep tour. If you guys, if Enter Shikari is coming to your town sometime soon. Make it a point to see them. You will not be disappointed. There you have an amazing live set, an incredible, unique energy, which I think uh, will appeal to a lot of music fans, not just rock fans, but also fans of dance music. I also forgot to mention that I didn't realize the guitar player did so many vocals, and his scream and Rue's scream are very similar. Well, they've also been a band for quite a long time, so I think they've learned to emulate each other. And I thought that the back and forth between the three vocalists... Was just incredible. Expert, really expertly, expertly that. done. So great job to Enter Shikari. Listen to their music. You, uh, I mean, I think you and I would both recommend uh, uh, Flash of Kalur. I mean, those both of our favorites. Stop calling it Kalur. I will call it Kalur because <laughs> that's from the UK. Because <laughs> we're in America, and if you put a U in there, then it's lure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's your favorite Enter Shikari album, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah same, same from same, same as me. So check out all our albums. Also, there's our new album that came out in uh, January, uh, yes. The Mind Sweep. So yes. now we will go and uh, review some other crap. Oh, are, are my my hockey updates part of on the plate this week? Oh, how about that? We'll just do that then. Before we go <laughs> to sound off, Adam wanted to update people, you sports fans, on from, on the sports thing that he's been watching from three weeks ago, um, when the hockey playoffs started. I predicted all the first round winners and yes. losers, um, and so I figured since nobody ever. You never get the predictions, and then people go back and actually say if they were right or wrong. Because they're embarrassed about how wrong they are. I guess so. <laughs> it's, it pisses me off about baseball that they do that on the MLB Network all the time. But I said, I'm going to keep it real, dog. Just do it. So should we start with the lackluster Eastern Conference first? Yeah, so what's up? I had initially said for the Montreal versus Montreal Canadiens yes. versus the Ottawa Senators, uh-huh. who you said was the stupidest mascot yes because you didn't know ottawa was the capital of canada yes right (laughs) so i said that montreal would win four games to none okay um i was close i was close in that montreal won four games to two wow so i got that one right okay so not so not so not a sweep but still four nice um i i threw in so many sweeps because i nobody ever predicts sweeps Yes. And then they happen all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever says, like, you know what? It's going to be a straight sweep. Oh, yeah, of Nobody course. ever fucking says that. So They only say that about their favorite team. So the next one was the Detroit, uh, what would we say, um, maxi pads? The, Red yeah, maxi yeah. Pads. <laughs> Red maxi pads. Yes. <laughs> um, versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. So this turned into an actually pretty exciting series. Ooh. I had predicted... Tampa Bay to win four games to none. Because you hate the Red Wings. I hate the Red Pads. <laughs> the Red Pads. Um, it ended up getting pretty exciting. It got both my wife and uh, my cousin Shane pretty excited. Um, but it went to a deciding game seven, and Detroit oh lost. Yes! Tampa Bay won game seven. So Good job, man. That was all you. Four three. Four three. <laughs> nice. Man. So the next uh, series was the New York Rangers. Versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Hmm, I now, love me some one, Penguins. This one I was really close on because I Ooh. said Rangers sweep four games to none. Uh oh. Um, but it ended up going five games. Five. So four to one. So four games to one. Wow, yes. you're so accurate. With I was this, very man. close. Yeah. You're doing really good. Now the final one for the Eastern Conference was the Washington Capitals. Okay. 
versus the New York Islanders. Yes. That was the one where we said that the they, Long were Islanders? To, they were going to tie at zero. Yes. And they game both seven, go. And they were going <laughs> to cry and shake hands. And, yeah. and Emilio, Emilio Estevez was going to be there. <laughs> exactly. But, oh, my God, how close was this? Oh, boy. To actually happening. It actually went seven games. No. <laughs> and guess who won? Both. No, Who unfortunately, won? Washington won. Washington, okay, <laughs> but the capitals. At the, at the very end of my prediction, I kind of shrugged my shoulders and just said Washington on a whim. Oh, nice. So I was actually right. <laughs> Good job, man. I was four for four. four. For four. Good job. <laughs> now, for the Western Conference, oh, we had we your Minnesota Wild mm-hmm. versus <laughs> uh, the hated, on my side, St. Louis Blues. Boo. So now, I said... Minnesota was going to win in six games. Okay. And guess what happened? <gasps> Minnesota happen? won in six games. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't fucking believe it. Five it or five. Happened. So I was very happy because that means that the next series of the Chicago Blackhawks, which I said yes. v- versus your Nashville Child Predators. Yes. Um, <laughs> the Nashville you, Child Predators. And you yes. said they got to put a picture, pictures of little boys in the crowd to distract, distract them. Yes. them. Yes. Um, so I said either... <laughs> Either the Blackhawks would win in six, okay, or Nashville would win in five. Ooh, guess what happened? Hawks. Chicago won in six. Oh, nice. <laughs> Good. So God. that one, I, I kind of cheated, but yeah, of course, we could have easily lost in five. Yeah, because we played not so great in a lot of those games. Okay. So that means that Chicago plays Minnesota in the next round. Is that a good thing? Um, it... We get home ice advantage. Oh, nice. And we won game one the other night on yeah, Friday yeah. night. Game you got your Blackhawks shirt on and everything, man. Game starts at 530. What time oh, we nice. got? It is 341. Okay, cool. Now, the next one was your Anaheim Ducks. Yes. Emilio! <laughs> the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. I'm not really a Ducks fan. I'm just, right. I like Emilio. I like, I like D2, the Mighty Ducks. Now, this one, I said... Winnipeg was going to win in six. Mm-hmm. Because you hate the Ducks. Because I hate the Ducks, and the Ducks never win in the playoffs. Okay. But <gasps> what happened? Did you lose? The Ducks swept. Oh, the wow. Jets. Four to zero. Huh? Four games to none. And the Ducks won game one of their series, so they've won five games in a row right oh, now. Oh, boy. They're really on a tear. And, um, so that's, the, that's, that's, that's the first one you got wrong so far. Right. Okay. The last one was Calgary Flames mm-hmm. um, versus the Vancouver Canucks. Yes. Um that was the all Cal- all Canada series. Yes, I said, again we were gonna was, was that another tie that yes. they were both gonna go to the <laughs> exactly. series. Okay, so I said Calgary in seven. Okay, it ended up being Calgary in six. Wow, man, you are so accurate. I so got you got seven out of eight. Seven right? out of eight. <laughs> so Which have you scary. bought your lottery ticket? Oh my god, um, no. Okay, <laughs> I probably should have. Um, so that leaves... So do you have new predictions for the finals? Well, so we got Chicago versus Minnesota, which my Blackhawks tried their best to lose game one, okay, but ended up winning, which was very nice of them. They tried their best to lose. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm nervous because I know Minnesota is a better team this year oh boy. than they were. Because we, we beat them in the playoffs they the last They have a better record seasons. this year? They're just a better team in general. Oh, okay. I don't know if they've had better records or not. But um, I think Chicago... Seven games. Seven games, okay. Chicago and seven. Let's go Hawks. All right, so then we got your Anaheim Ducks versus the Calgary Flames. Um, I'm going to just call it now, Anaheim and five. Mm, okay. Um, and that would make it Ducks-Hawks. Ducks-Hawks, and we'll see if my wife lets me spend $150 to go to game one. Alone? <laughs> Alone. I have nobody to go with. I know Mike can't afford it. It's no. so sad. Um, so the other series is we got... Um, we got New York Rangers versus Mo- Washington. Oh fuck! Which one's playing which? Yeah, New York Rangers versus Washington. That sounds about right. Um, I don't know about that one. I forgot who won. New <laughs> who won York. Game one. So I'm just gonna go since the Rangers are the best team in that division. Um, I'm gonna go Rangers in six. Okay. And then we had Montreal versus Tampa Bay, and I believe Tampa Bay won Game one. Okay. But I'm going to still go with Montreal mm. in five. Okay. <laughs> Make sure you write this down so you don't have to re-listen to this episode. Oh, I'm going to re-listen to it. Okay. Because I already not? forgot. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, sounding off this week, uh, I know I just uh, – we're, we're we have a lot to review, so – 
Adam, Adam, you need to make it quick. Uh, I'll, I'll try my best to make it quick for this one. I just saw this movie uh, a few hours ago. Uh, the Avengers, uh, the, 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 the Ultra, the the Avengers Two European Bigel, European <laughs> Gigolo. Uh, uh, yeah, this is the eleventh. <laughs> yeah, this is the eleventh uh, movie in the Marvel Studios uh, franchise. <laughs> We'll let Adam collect himself. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, it was pretty much everything I thought I, I expected it to be. It mm. met my expectations. Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm sure most people who have already have heard this review have already seen it, so they already see, they already they already kind of know how tits it is. Uh, Stay tuned for Mike's next podcast. It's all about, about Avengers Two. It's about the Avengers Two. I'm going to talk about that for 50 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I guess I, I guess the only thing I should say is that the the only kind of thing that's like quote unquote missing from the movie and it's not really the movie's fault is that compared to the first Avengers film it lacks that magic of seeing the team build for the first time because mm. for the first time the Avengers 1 that was the first time that's ever happened in cinematic history where we had a bunch of superhero films and then they converge into one you know yeah the Marvel Studios franchise is built into its own monster now right uh, so that magic was kind of missing and and, and I, I'm not going to say it's like it made the movie less enjoyable, but I don't know. It just made me less giddy. But I guess I'd maybe mm. enjoy the f- enjoy the enjoy the film a little bit more or pay wow. attention to it more. Cool. Yeah. So but you, so yeah, go watch Avengers too. So you're going to go blog about it tonight no. under under Avengers. I probably got more things. Boards. I probably have other things to blog about. Uh, you should oh. blog about something you enjoy rather than something you don't enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a choice. <laughs> I don't have a choice. There's only three light bulbs in my house. <laughs> I got I got I got cleaned out over the weekend. Well, at least we got to literally. Clean out that room. At least you got to clean out the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's okay. That's okay. And get all right, all man. Those, so get all you're those gonna icky girl on, things out of there. <laughs> you're gonna catch us up on all the albums you've been reviewing for the past two weeks. Uh, I'm sorry, fans. Let's try for, to keep it quick, though. Okay. Um, well, Kintsugi by uh, Cap Cutie. So there's only one song that we need to talk about when it comes to Kintsugi. Yes. And that would be track 10 mm. on Janu, mm-hmm. which is the only song on the album that is not good. I would agree. It's not bad. I don't like that song. But I like all 10 other songs on there. I gave it a 10 out of 11. It's one of the greatest albums I've ever heard in my life, and I love it. Oh, wow. In I don't your know life. If, I don't know if it's as good as Plans was, but, you know, it's it's still a great album. Good. Yeah. Oh my God. Kintsugi is a great album by uh, Death Cat for Cutie. I think that it is in the running for album of the year. Ooh, we shall see the by the Adam end of the year. Grammys. Yeah. All right. So how about the <laughs> so, Dead Trees by Dead Trees. From First to Last? So this was pretty interesting. The long-awaited reunion album. We've been talking about Last. them for a while now. Um, pretty interesting album. Yeah. Not what we were... It's very different. Yes, there's still some great tracks on there, which I assume might have been the ones that made it the EP. Yes, Dead Trees, the title track, is a fantastic yes. song. Yes, and I like Black black and White or Black, black or... and It's either Black. Black, bl- White. It's black in the title, or White. Big Mouth Be My Love. They did a great cover on that album. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a, a song called In, in Reverie, maybe? Or not mm. in Reverie. I think it might have been. Something like that. Um, that was a pretty good song. But yeah. overall, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Mm. I really... Did you, did you enjoy the closing track? No. Called uh, Real Life, I think, or something? That should have totally been just a b- bonus blah, track. Blah, 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 Miley Cyrus. <laughs> That's the chorus, by the way. It was a bad <laughs> ending to weird a acu- Weird, to soft, a acoustic track. Right. I don't know. I mean, it was, like I told Mike, it was a... A screenshot of everything going on in the political world of America right yes. now in 2015. <laughs> so in like six months, this song is going to be obsolete. Because I don't know if we'll be still saying "fuck Monsanto." Yeah, in, fuck uh, Monsanto <laughs> in two or three years, but <laughs> we just never know. Um, but I felt like since they had the vocals in the background, like this was the song they had to do to appease their Kickstarter campaign eh, people. Probably, yeah. Um, so you know, if if I Deleted that track. It's a six out of nine. Six out of nine. So okay. I, eh, six out of ten. Kind of cheating, but okay. I know. <laughs> Still, I was happy to hear it. I, I really don't know where Spencer's vocals end and Matt Goods begin. 
I'm guessing there was a lot you of back and forth. You can kind of tell, because I've also been listening to Periphery, who, le- who released uh, two EPs this year. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of familiar with Spencer... Spencer... Brad. What? <laughs> Pratt? <laughs> not, not Pratt. Expert Chamberlain. Spencer, oh, Spencer Sotelo. Okay. Cham- Chamberlain from Under Earth. <laughs> yeah. Slash Sleepwave. Uh, so, uh, yeah, six out of nine, not a bad album. What about uh, the Half Hour Love Letter, also known as Carry the Fire by so, Dustin Kensrew? That one. Um. <laughs> Technically, the yeah. follow up to his 2007 right. first solo album. Which not was pretty his, much. Not his 2013 worship album. Right. Which is my worst the album. The 2007 of the year. album was pretty much a, you know. Hey, I still bang a lot of chicks, but you're the only one I love. Yep. There was some of that those tracks going on. Yeah, it was yeah. a short album too. It was like eight kind of, yeah, eight, eight tracks, tracks, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So, I really I've been with Sally. Yeah. I've been with Sue. <laughs> I've been with Cindy and her sister too. <laughs> so, check that out. But um Carry the Fire I thought was still a much better album than oh, that. Oh, yeah, one. yeah. It's very um, varied too. There's a lot of there's some folk songs, there's some Americana songs. Yeah. There's some acoustic rock some stuff where he sounds like Mumford and Sons. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's still a good song, <laughs> but like more darkness stuff. Yes. Which, you know, is, there's a song that says like there's a lot of darkness in me. Yes. And there's very dark track. horizons. Yes. Um, but tracks two, three, and four mm-hmm. are some of the best songs I've oh. ever heard from him. Oh they my would, gosh, They would really? never have made it as thrice songs. Uh, speaking of thrice, there's a song in there that sounds exactly like a thrice song, like it, like it could have come from major minor, and that's the title track, uh, "Carry the Fire," which also oh, yeah. ends the album. Definitely, but I oh, thought that such one was a good song. That one was just saying that when he dies, his wife will be the one to carry to the carry fire the fire forward. Well, it, 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 there's a lot of a uh, meta- there's a lot of metaphorical thing like oh, we together will carry the fire of yes. the people from the past. You know? I liked Eagle versus Crown. No, not yeah. Eagle. <laughs> that's that's the Dance Gavin Dance one. Um, crow versus Crown. Of crows, crow and, and, of, of crows and Crowns? There you go. Something like that. <laughs> that was a pretty good song. Yeah. Um, back to Back, of course, was pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I forgot the names of tracks three and four. Fantastic album just all around. I, I gave it a five. Five, though. Like okay. I, I still was not feeling five of the ten tracks. Okay. But those five tracks definitely made it worth it. Really listenable to. from start to finish, though, I mean, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, it it's flies very right much. By. Very much a great uh, follow-up to his 2007, not so much his 2013 album. You have to just let that one go. Yeah, Delete I it mean, from your iPods and to, iTunes. To be fair, Dustin Kensrue has gone back and rebranded that album as his worship band, The right. Modern Post, Yes, uh, from that big old mega church in Washington that got God. a scandal recently. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I thought it was but enough, enough about Jesus. Right. Uh, Who else about, do I have here? You also have Hailstorm's new album, well, Into the Wild Life. I really, really enjoyed the last album from Hailstorm. I know to Mike's to Mike's <laughs> hatred of me. I just think it's cute. It's, I just think it's cute that you really enjoyed that. And I that. hadn't listened to it because I was so pissed at myself for liking it so much <laughs> two years ago. Sure. I was like, fuck this album, never listening to it again. Yeah, yeah. I went back and listened to it and I still enjoyed it pretty wholeheartedly. Uh-huh. Like, she's just like such an angry chick and the songs actually like made you smile. And you've mentioned in, like, like a funny way. She's basically like the female, or this band's like the female-led bullet for my Valentine. Right. It's the it's the chick side yeah. of, of that whole monstrosity <laughs> on on the bullet for my Valentine side. But this one was just not as good songwriting. Mm. And I when I went back and read who wrote all the songs on the strange case of yes, like Lizzie Hale wrote them. All the songs have several different co-writers as that's well as her. Not always a good sign. There's not any overlap except for her on that album. So I mean, there's some great songs on there. It's not so great. I'm songs. sure by co-writer they mean she signed off on them. I don't know. It's kind of sure weird. I mean, the label wrote the got, entire album. She's still got a fucking amazing voice. You got to yeah, give her that. Yeah, she's a great much. singer. Kind yeah. of a pretty girl too. And there's some very good guitar playing on this album. Yes. But it just doesn't hit me in the same way that the last one did. Sorry, um, Lizzie Hale. So what's your final score, bud? Five out of 15. Mmm. 15. I forgot how long this was. Yeah, <laughs> it was 15 tracks. <laughs> it had bonus tracks on it. God oh, damn it. Lord. <laughs> and the, 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 you know, one of the bonus tracks I enjoyed and the other one I did not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and there the, was a lot of just, you know, I'm a lot of, I mean, it was still angry breakup songs, yeah. but in a really kind of, shitty way like shallow this is what sober couldn't say like that was it was a ballad yeah and then like like we're living a bad girl's world that was a ballad (laughs) which i think they've tried something that could have worked but it was just lame yeah oh well "Eh, so just kind of just generic uh grunge core um post grunge yeah or more like 80s 
Harold oh, Thill kind of stuff. stuff. Okay. Yeah, Lita Ford's stuff, I would imagine. Oh, if sure. I ever listened to her, it would That's sound like a good like comparison, this. yeah. So, um, not yeah. even like Joan Jett. She was a little too punk. Yeah. Um, so, so she was probably playing at Soma. I'm, I'm okay to uh, let Hailstorm. I don't think this one is, is going to win a bunch of Grammys for them. Oh, it might. <laughs> they only won it, it one, the one Grammy last time. <laughs> um, but it did not... It's not getting good reviews, apparently. No, yeah. It's, it's, get, it's getting kind of torn apart in I the reviews. I don't think it's selling well, either. Who knows? kind of crazy. Yeah. So, whatever. She's still pretty. And uh, finally, a couple weeks ago, we reviewed uh, the newest album of Dance, Gavin, Dance. And I posted yes. that review over on uh, a music forum on Reddit. And... Uh, some people were actually nice enough to, to listen to it. I hope you guys are still listening. And one of them heard Adam's comment about uh, Will Swan's other side project band called CNVAR. And, uh, we, and we both mentioned that we haven't listened to that band. And that, that, that listener actually posted a comment on that thread and said... What was his name again? Oh, I forgot his name. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, wasn't it like Dance Ivan Dance oh, or something dan- like that? Oh, <laughs> Dance something Dance. Dance another band's name, Dance. It was a really clever name, actually. Oh, fuck. Uh, but uh, uh, he he actually mentioned he had heard, he heard that comment that we haven't listened to it, and he said, "No, I really recommend you guys check it out because it sounds like Dance Gavin Dance meets Circus Survive, which gets my ears nice yes, and perked." Right. So, uh, what but did you think of seeing Circus Survive or newer? Mm, well, Circus why don't you Survive. tell us, Adam? So, um, to their their self titled EP. I which struggled. Is our only I struggled with this five song EP. I mean, I think I enjoyed it a fair amount. The dude definitely sounds like Anthony Green. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, like he's almost trying. He's not even trying to sound like himself. Nope. He's totally... I don't know what band he's from before. I'm actually a baritone, but I want to sound like Anthony Green. Wasn't he from a band called, like, All Hail the King or something like that? Yeah, this band is a, <laughs> is a mishmash of uh, other musician okay. friends that got together. I mean, the, the guitar Swan work guitar, is incredible. It's Will Swan. The, the dude's voice is incredible. Um, you know, I, I started enjoying the songs after several listens. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I gave it, like, a four. Four out of five. I, I, I don't think any particular track like jumped out to me like, oh my god, this is incredible. Yeah, but um, you know, it's still definitely listenable, and it's not super long or anything. And from what I've read, they they still have a lot of plans to release a full length. So if that were to ever happen, maybe this year or next year, then uh, we will definitely hop on that. Because when did this come out? Was it thirteen? Fourteen. I think 14, it was. Last yeah. Year. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, f- I would definitely listen to it because Will Swan is my. Guitar playing husband. Yes, he can. <laughs> I mean, he's got like magic fingers. So he can like diddle my butthole like any time, every day, and, and it'll sound amazing. And that's, then he that's will a good thing about it. Birthday cake on you, <laughs> and he will he will blow some in my tits and blow the rest in my face. Oh yeah. <laughs> was there anybody else? I, I think that was the, it this week. To the new Johnny Craig thing, and that was, that was pretty. That was a oh, couple the, of good songs. Thank you. Yeah, there's a couple good songs on there. Um, Dogs Eat Dogs by Blink-182. Oh, that's right. I gave that a four out of five. That was oh, yeah. finishing out. as well, yeah. I did enjoy that quite a bit because I think that newer Blink-182 is better than older <laughs> Blink-182, unlike the rest of America. Now with 98% less fart jokes. Oh, my God. Just wait until I review the Tom DeLonge solo stuff Ooh, next week. Oh, <laughs> that'd be fun. I listen to that, too. Let's Ooh, just boy. say he's coming full circle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else All are you right. reviewing this week for? Um, just Mumford and Sons. That's the only. Oh yes, that's uh, the only other thing you. Wilder Minds, uh, and then you got Tom DeLonge. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that I've gotten new okay, so far. Okay, cool. So if, if that changes next week, I'm sure you'll let us know. And I want to thank you guys for checking out this week's episode. Again, if you guys are listeners from last week's episode, thank you guys so much for checking us out yet again. I know we got a couple of subscribers because they commented and let us know that they were subscribers. We now, love so you, new people. Thank you guys so much, and uh, that me- it means it means the world to us. And I hope you guys would share, check us out on Facebook, like us on Facebook, share our show on Facebook if you enjoy the episode, subscribe to us on iTunes, and if you want more podcasting, you can check out our friends over at TheMeltingPod.net. For my co-host album, Adam, what were you going to say? That we are the number nine show Damn out, it. Of, out of five. We keep getting <laughs> lower and lower, even though I'm sure we're the best. <laughs> I don't know where these metrics are coming from, but Dave is, Dave is our boss. Hey, we he don't knows. have... Hot chicks talking about penises. Mm. We, there, there really needed to be less of a sausage fest going on in the Melting Pod Network. That's true. And God damn it if your uncensored reality didn't fucking <laughs> bring that because it's really hard to listen to that when you're... We had Rebecca without getting a really few hard. weeks ago, okay? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I can verify that she has a vagina. I am happy to hear that. <laughs> but it's really hard to not get really hard when you listen to That's your uncensored reality. Kinda, and that is true. their tagline, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to not get really hard. You need to charge them for that. <laughs> for my co-host, Adam, I am your co-host, Mike. And uh, see you Monday, suckers. <laughs>